we, I know we have a bunch of kids here. We have some kids here in the room. We're a little bit different. And so in order to keep your attention, so the, the message today is called Wake Up. And in order for, to keep you attentive a little bit, I'm going to do something throughout the message. It's a short message here this morning or this afternoon, but I am going to make three references to the original Star Wars trilogy. Okay, so they're going to sneak in there. And so this might help you in your 30s and 40s to pay attention as well, uh, just to see if we can kind of keep attention throughout, throughout the whole thing. But uh, anyway, we're going to take a look at this incredible uh, moment in history and how this has uh, uh, impact on our own lives. For the past several weeks here on Sunday mornings, we've been talking about the kingdom that in the book of Matthew, there are multiple references to this whole concept of a kingdom of God, which is a foreign concept for most of us, the idea of kings and kingdoms, and the idea is that we would uh, have a sense of what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. As Jesus was walking that out with his followers, with his disciples, and explaining this to him, and, and showing them what the kingdom of God was going to look like, he told them that his story is going to end with suffering and death. He told them that it's, going to be, it's not going to be the, the journey that they thought it was going to be. And, and he told them it was going to be rough, which is why the Easter story is so shocking. Because those who were with Jesus and, and knew that there was a coming kingdom had this sense of, a, of an earthly kingdom. And so they, were, they continued. They heard what Jesus was saying, but it was all just kind of going over their heads. They, they, they heard the words but they didn't understand what Jesus was saying. Because and with the evidence we have of this is that they would continue to say, well, what, where am I going to sit uh, in this kingdom? What, what seat will I have at the table? Where, where will I be in terms of importance? What will be my title in this new kingdom that you are going to establish, Jesus? And so because their mindset was in that direction, that's why the Easter story was so Shocking. It was, it was like the greatest plot twist in any story ever. It's even greater than the moment where Darth Vader says, I am your father. It's even greater than that, than that moment. It was the biggest plot twist ever that the disciples thought the kingdom was going to look a certain way. And then it went in a completely different direction. They watched their, their rabbi, their leader, their messiah, their king get beaten and flogged with whips. They, they saw that he was sentenced to death while Barabbas, this terrible criminal, was allowed to go free. And then ultimately they watched their king die on a cross. They, they thought even up to the very last minute, okay, something's gonna happen. Something, something miraculous is gonna happen. But no, he took his last breath and died on the cross. You see, they didn't understand what Jesus understood, that, that there's a bigger plan going on here. There's a bigger story happening here. That, that the, the story of the kingdom of God was not just about this one part of the world. It's not just about what happened in the Middle East there 2,000 years ago, but it's a kingdom that will, that will impact the entire world. It was a kingdom, not just about one generation that was, that was desiring freedom from oppression under Roman leadership, but it was a kingdom that would impact all generations from there, 2,000 years worth, and going and going and going. 
not, not just one generation, not just three, four, five generations. It's a kingdom that wouldn't just impact Peter and James and John and those who were closest to Jesus, but it's something that would impact each and every one of us and impacts you and impacts me. That's why this Sunday stands out about, above all the rest because we gather here in this place and we talk about and we think about and we celebrate this moment in history that changed everything the death and resurrection of the king. Would you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you for this uh, incredible story. I thank you for the opportunity to focus on you, to focus on this story. God, I pray that this cross that stands before us here as we worship, that it would draw us to you today. God, that we would, we would not just kind of get through the next 20 minutes, God, but that we would be able to hear from you, that we would be impacted by your story. Maybe in a way that even surprises us, surprises me, God. Would you come and meet us? We want to wake up and experience the fullness of what you have to offer. We pray this in, this, in your son's name. Amen. Uh, today, all I'm doing is looking at one verse. In fact, even part of a verse, just three lines of scripture. It's found in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, it's written by a guy named Paul who wrote most of the New Testament. He was writing to different cities. This is a, a letter to the a church in Ephesus, writing to them, helping them understand the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. So he was writing these letters to help people 2,000 years ago, and they continue to help us understand the significance of the resurrection. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, Paul simply says this, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. If you looked it up in your own Bible, you'll, you'll notice that it, the way it's written is different than the words above it and the words after it. The reason for that is that Paul is pulling these words, these three lines from a song, a song that is uh, not found in the Old Testament. Sometimes the New Testament will quote Old Testament passages. Paul is not doing that. This is a song that would have been known uh, among the people at that time in Ephesus, a song that has vanished from human history. We have no idea what this song is or how it goes. The only evidence we have of this song are the words that Paul has captured here in this one little verse here. They're just lyrics of a song. It's just like reading, uh, wake me up when it's all over, when I'm wiser and I'm older. Or lyrics like, wake me up before you go, go. Because I'm not planning on going so low. Whatever wake-up song you might imagine, these are lyrics of a song. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Everybody, sing it with me. Okay, no, we don't know how this song went, but these are lyrics to an actual song. And Paul, Paul says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead. He, he attaches two concepts that we are we're familiar with attaching, this idea of sleeping and death that we, we kind of, we blend those things poetically and sometimes, you know, we, we, we match those two concepts, just the whole idea of the body shutting down. Those of us who are parents, we're familiar with attaching these two concepts because we know what it looks like when goldfish are sleeping. 
because they're floating at the top, sleeping comfortably on their sides, curled over on the top of the, floating on top of the water. And then, and then we just make sure that in a few days they, they wake up and they're swimming again and everyone's happy. We understand the blending of those two uh, concepts. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead. I was looking up this week, I was looking up the, the whole concept of sleepwalking, which is fascinating. It's a fascinating part of the human experience. Some of you are familiar with this. Some of you perhaps have sleptwalked or you've known people who've sleptwalked, but it's so interesting to watch someone who's sleepwalking. They look like a zombie because they're, they're just, you know, again, there's that combination of sleeping and death because they're sleeping but they look like death as they're walking around. Sleepwalking is just so fascinating. I looked up on uh, sleep.org that what's happening uh, uh, physiologically is that the brain waves have slowed down, but the body is still functioning. That's what's happening. The brain waves are just are still in sleep mode, but the body is still functioning. I have teenagers at home, and I think that describes them well, that the brain waves are slow, but the body is still functioning. I read that, that sleepwalkers can perform complex tasks, that they can't, their brains aren't functioning enough to, do, to figure something out new. They can't figure something out that they haven't done before. But if it's a task they've done before, like cooking, Sleepwalkers can come downstairs and they can cook a meal all while asleep. Sleepwalkers have been known to drive, to get in the car and drive somewhere all while asleep. Sleepwalkers are known to, to talk, but it is incomprehensible, so it's just kind of babbling and mumbling. And what happens in the next morning is that a sleepwalker has, uh, has uh, no knowledge of, no memory of what happened the night before. Now you take all of those pieces and that sounds more like college, I think, for when you put all of those pieces together. But the reason I'm talking about sleepwalking is that I think, as I, as I read these words from Paul, I think many of us are sleepwalking through life. That that the, the, the body is fully functioning and is performing complex tasks and getting things done, but there's something dead inside. There's something that is not awake inside. That there are days, weeks, portions of time that we're, we're, we are just getting through, but there's something that is asleep on the inside. And it could be that it's, it's simply because we don't know. Sometimes there's just a lack of awareness in terms of why we might be sleepwalking. What I mean by this is that if you don't know the story of Jesus, if you don't know what Jesus did on the cross and what that all means, you might be sleepwalking because you haven't heard, because no one's told you what Jesus did on the cross for you. And so there could be a, a spiritual sleepwalking that's going on simply because you don't know. You don't know that this unbelievable story about a rabbi 2,000 years ago who died on a cross and then rose again three days later is actually true. It's a historical act that happened. It has it actually happened here on earth. And maybe you don't know that this event that happened is the crux of human existence, that everything that happened prior to that moment in history was flowing towards 
this moment that we celebrate here on Easter. And everything that has happened since then has flowed from this moment in history. It is the center point of history. Even our dating system tells, that, tells us that. That, it was, that, that. The human existence is all about what happened, preparation for Jesus and what flows out from Jesus 2019, give or take a few years, years ago. It's, it's, this, it's this incredible event. Maybe you don't know that this story is not just about Jesus of Nazareth who rose from the dead, but that this story is also about us being able to rise from the dead. That's what Paul says here, rise from the dead. It's not just about one man. It's about a resurrection that can happen in each and every one of us. Again, it's a bigger story than what we may have first imagined, but we have to know that. We have to be told that. When you don't know something, you're in the dark. I mean, that's kind of the way knowledge works is that if you don't understand how to figure something out or what's in front of you, you're in the dark and you can't see what's, you can't see where you're going if you don't know, if you haven't been told, if you don't know what this story is, if you don't know the significance of the cross, if you don't know the story, we're in the dark and we can trip on things and our sleepwalking can be very hazardous. If we're sleepwalking through life because we haven't been told what the grand story is, we can stumble upon things. There can be consequences that we're not really that interested in that just happen because we haven't been, we don't know, we don't know. A few weeks ago, I was climbing up the yellow stairs on the front of the building. It's, it's a set of stairs that you might not be familiar with. They're kind of an emergency extra stairs that go up to the office area. They climb up uh, the north side of the building up towards the student union uh, facility, the student union building. They go up to the second floor there. I was carrying a heavy box up those stairs one night, I think it was a Tuesday night, taking something to my office, and it was dark outside, and inside, the students were practicing worship. They were singing their little hearts out in preparation for worship on Sunday morning. So they were practicing, and, and, uh, but the room was dark, and the upstairs was particularly dark, so I couldn't see what was going on. I didn't know what was happening around me. I was carrying this box up the stairs, and by the time I got to the top, I was very tired, because it was about... I don't know, 450 pounds, something like that. That's just a guess, but it's around that. It's carrying this heavy box that, that didn't allow me to see. All I could see was my feet underneath me, and my wife was with me. She was helping me out. She was in front. She unlocked the door for me, and then I, and then I got to the doorway, and someone, in all of their wisdom, had left a black wooden box right at the entrance of that door. This is a great fire escape plan is to just leave a black box in a dark corner of the escape pathway. And so I've, I've got my heavy box, walk, I can, he, I, I can, I'm about to enter in, and my wife who opened the door, she sees the black box on the floor the immediate moment that I, that I encounter the box. And so I've got this heavy box in front of me, I hit over the black box, I go tumbling over like an imperial walker on planet Hoth. Okay, that's what happened. I go crashing in, the box goes tumbling, I tumble over the black box underneath me, I've got shorts on and so my legs get all cut up and blood is squirting all over in this moment here. And, and, uh, and, I, and there was a number of words that came rushing to my mouth that wanted to come out. And fortunately, none of them finished the job. 
And that was very good because remember, the, the students were sweetly singing worship songs there in the room. And so we talk about the value of make a memory. That's not the kind of memory we want our kids to have when the pastor came in up top and, and, and shared a little bit from, uh, from, you know, with that entrance. And so, but the reality is just, if we don't know what's in front of us, if, we, if, the, if the lights aren't on, if we're, if we're sleepwalking, and we don't know what's going on. We're stumbling over things that we could be avoiding. We're experiencing consequences for our decisions that we could be avoiding if we just knew what the story was, if we just knew what the king was asking of us, if we just knew what scripture had to say about this is what wisdom looks like in that situation, what wisdom looks like in that other situation. Sometimes we just don't know. We don't, and we don't know the consequences of our decisions. We're like kids throwing rocks at passing cars. <laughs> I heard about some kids who used to do that when they were little. <laughs> throwing rocks, what a foolish thing to do. But from the kid's perspective, it's just a rock. How, why are you so worried about your Tesla? When we're unaware of the consequences of our choices, we're like kids throwing rocks at cars. How, how could that be such a big deal? How, how could my decisions right now be such a big deal for my future, for my future marriage, for the future of my marriage? What's the big deal, the consequences of my decisions in terms of my kids? They're resilient. They'll figure it out. They'll be fine. Or even bigger than all that, what about the consequences in terms of my soul, in terms of my eternity, that our hearts are beating on this earth for just a small amount of time, but there's a grand story where our soul will be able to spend eternity with God. Do we understand how our decisions have eternal consequences? Are we just sleepwalking through life or, or is somebody telling us, wake up, here's... Here's what's going on. Here's the story happening around you. Now, it could be that we're sleepwalking because we don't know. We haven't been told yet. But it could also be that, that we've come to the point in our lives where we, we no longer care. It could be that we do know. We do know this story, and we have said yes to this Jesus, but we have somehow come to the point where we, we don't care anymore. Maybe we don't care about what our parents say anymore. We just, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Maybe we don't care what our friends are saying. Maybe we understand that God is with us. Scripture's clear about that. God is with us always. God is with me when I'm by myself. God is with me when I'm making decisions. And maybe we just have come to the point of, I don't care what God thinks about what I'm doing. Maybe, maybe we're sleepwalking, not because we don't know, but because we don't care. We don't care anymore what it's doing to us, how it's hurting ourselves, or how it's hurting those we care about, others in our lives. To the sleepwalker who, who doesn't know, or the sleepwalker who doesn't care, Paul says, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Wake up. When do we say wake up in real life? When's the last time you told somebody, wake up? We usually say that when something either great is going to happen or something bad is going to happen and we want to protect them from it. So if somebody is falling asleep while driving, we say, wake up. 
You're not supposed to do that. Wake up. If somebody's falling asleep in church, like that gentleman on the couch right back there, we'd say, wake up. Wake up. You're not supposed to fall asleep on Easter. If somebody has a big day ahead of them and, and we know it's their first day at work or they have some big assignment or something that's happening and they've slept through their alarm or they woke past and you think, oh, they're going to be late. You go up to their room and you say, wake up. Wake up. You're going to miss it. You don't want to miss this. If your team is not doing well in the playoffs, then you look at the screen and you say, wake up. Wake up. Now, I know we're all watching hockey playoffs together here, and so uh, what's happening in the NHL playoffs is unprecedented, that in both the East and the West, I know you all know this, but I'll just remind you of it, in both the East and the West, the number one team just got knocked out by the number eight team on both sides. That's never happened before. Are you with me? And so, so if you're a fan of either of those first place teams, you're watching these games and you're saying, wake up, wake up. You can do better than this. If you have a friend is, who's frozen in carbonite on Tatooine, and then you go and you say, Han, wake up, wake up. Maybe this morning at home, Your parents uh, came and woke you up, or you woke your kids up, and you said, wake up, it's Easter. There's eggs hiding all around the house, and there's chocolate in those eggs. Wake up. Enjoy the thing. The reason we say wake up to somebody is either because something awesome is about to happen. Wake up, you don't want to miss it. Or something bad is about to happen, and because you love them, you want to protect them. You want to help them to avoid something bad that might happen to them. So allow me to just share with you the same words that Paul used 2,000 years ago. Hopefully in a, as a loving reminder that we don't want to spend the rest of our lives sleepwalking through life. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Wake up, students. And please understand that your decisions right now shape who you are. It's not that you get to do whatever you want and then one day you'll have to make more mature decisions. Your decisions now shape who you are. Your integrity is priceless. Don't give it away. Your purity is priceless. Don't give it away. Your creator has been pursuing you your whole life and will continue to pursue you the rest of your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss what God has for you. Wake up, young adults, who perhaps have grown up in the church or maybe you know a lot about the story. But please understand that the Bible is not just for kids. These stories of Noah and the ark and David and Goliath and Ezekiel and the dry bones, they're not just kids' stuff that you don't know it all yet. There's so much more for you to discover, so many more layers for you to experience and enjoy. Don't miss out on that. Wake up, husbands, because your wives still need you to love them and give them attention. We all do that in the dating zone. 
But after you've been married for X number of years, your wives still need your love and attention. Wake up, wives, because your husbands, no matter how successful and powerful they are, they still need your encouragement and respect. They'll never say it, but they need it. We need your respect and your encouragement. We need you cheering for us. Wake up, dads. Wake up, dads, with little ones, because these are the greatest moments of life. Don't miss the greatest moments that are happening around us. We're often so busy or we're so tired and we just kind of want them to, to go away or whatever. This is, what, this is the best that life has to offer. These are gifts from God for us to enjoy these moments. Wake up, moms, because your kids, no matter how old they get, they still need you. They might be getting a little bit older and I know you're tired and you're ready for a break or whatever, but they're not fully cooked. They still need your smile, your hug, your advice, your concern. <laughs> Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Wait, wake up, empty nesters, because life is not about sailing off into the sunset. Right now, you have the maximum potential, maximum wisdom to be able to offer those in your family or those in your community or those in your place of business. You have so much to offer. This church needs you. We need your experience and your wisdom. Don't miss it. Don't miss out on, on the many ways that you can continue to contribute and pour all that God has poured into you, pour that into others. Don't miss out. May we not sleepwalk through life, but may we wake up, rise from the dead, and let Christ shine in and through us. We're going to close and just give you an opportunity to kind of reflect on where you might be in terms of whether you're awake or not, whether you're sleepwalking or not. Jan mentioned this uh, uh, Jan mentioned this communication card and asked if you would fill it out. And, uh, and so the reason we want to do that is at the end we're going to take all of your cards and then we're going to do a drawing uh, this week for a brand new Apple Watch. Okay? So you're going to want this. And uh, the, the idea here is that maybe it will help you wake up in the morning. You'll get the timing properly and you'll get this right. See, and now I see a bunch of you are filling out your cards. Yeah, you didn't do it before. No. No, but when there's something cool like that, then, uh, then you're all about it. One card per person, please. I see some of you stealing cards. No, one card per person. Doesn't matter how old you are, whatever age, one card per person. We'd love to have you uh, in that draw. But don't, don't fill out any, don't check any of the boxes underneath. What I want to do is just real briefly walk through those boxes. And then during this last song, invite you to just reflect on where you are and which box might represent you best. Okay, that's all, I want. that's all we want to do. We want you to hand in your card for the drawing, and then, and then we, we'd love to know kind of where you are by, based on which box you check off. So the first box says, I'm awake. This essentially means you get it. You understand what the story of the cross is, and you entered this room here for this service knowing the Messiah who died on that cross. You know and love that Jesus, and you're here to worship, and you are already awake. You get it. Fantastic. 
The next box says, I'm awake, but I'm a little tired. In other words, you've said yes to Jesus. You've crossed the line of faith. See, the the whole journey of, of following Jesus is an ongoing process. It's an ongoing until the day you die. It's an ongoing journey with Jesus. But there is a moment where we have to decide if we are if we are choosing to follow Jesus or not, there is a moment in that journey where we move from I don't know to I know Jesus is Lord. I have a lot to figure out. I have a lot of questions still that need to be answered, but there's a moment where we, a line of faith where we have to cross over from, from not believing to believing. So this box number two means you're awake. You understand who Jesus is. You've crossed that line of faith, but somehow along the line you got tired. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like there's much spiritual energy for you. We invite you to check one of those boxes of some of the things that we've mentioned here this morning. Maybe one of those things is something we could help you out with. We'd love to contact you and see if we could help you. The third box there is uh, on the left side is something I'm really excited about. I'm sleepy. Tell me more about one of the 12. Starting in the fall this year, we are going to introduce a new uh, plan, a new spiritual growth plan called one of the 12. The idea is to imagine Jesus coming up to you and saying, come, follow me. (laughs) Jesus saying to you, come, be one of my closest friends. Walk with me. In other words, you're not just hearing Jesus from a distance, but we are walking with Jesus. Imagine what that would be like. I'm very excited. This is a a new plan for us. I've been working on it. We've been working on it as a staff for about a year in preparation to launch this in the fall. And the idea is that this is targeted for people who are saying, okay, I get the Jesus thing, and I want to be a follower of Christ, but I don't get the transformation thing. I'm following Jesus, but I haven't seen transformation in my life. I just haven't seen it walk out. I I think it's there, but I haven't been able to grab it yet. And so this is is a journey that is is long-term, high reward, high impact. And we want to see how many of us want to take this journey together. We're going to have an informational meeting in a couple weeks. We'll talk about it again over the next couple weeks But the idea is to come together, we'll learn more about what this is in preparation for the fall. If that is of any interest to you, check that box, we'll follow up with you. Then the next box says, I woke up this morning. I choose to follow Jesus. This is for any of you here today who have never crossed the line of faith, but you're saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to not just say, I don't know anymore, I'm not sure anymore. You're ready to say, I choose Jesus. I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. I want to figure out what that means. If that's you, if Easter 2019 is your time to cross the line of faith, we would love to hear about it and celebrate with you. Please let us know. And then finally, you could just, you could just say, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure where I'm at or whether I'm sleepwalking or not. You check, I'm, I'm not sure. We'll contact you. We'll follow up with you and see if there's anything we can do to help. The band is going to um, uh, assemble here and lead us in one song. During the song, I just ask that you reflect on this card and ask yourself, where am I on this journey? Am I sleepwalking or am I not? And then uh, check where you are, and then I'll come back afterwards and we'll, uh, we'll dismiss. Would you stand up? I want to pray with you before we head into this song.
Would you bow your head with me? Father in heaven, we, we are thankful to gather here in this space. This, this is not a regular Sunday. This is not a regular story. God, as we, as we stand before this cross, would you help us understand and, and, and experience the reality that this, this is a story like no other. This is an invitation like no other. It's an invitation to wake up. God, would you help us to just look at our lives and be honest about whether or not we're sleepwalking through life, whether we're sleepwalking because we don't know or we're sleepwalking because we don't care. God, would you wake us up? Wake us up. Help us to rise from the grave, we pray in your son's name. Amen. Yeah.
changes everything. The story of the cross changes everything. If you get that, if you understand that, if you nod your head with that, then you're awake. You're awake, you're not sleepwalking. But if that phrase sounds amazing, but you haven't experienced it yet, then maybe there's some awakening that can happen in you. And we've loved to walk that out with you. Please not, uh, drop your cards off on, on the way out. If you uh, if you say, I'm awake, or if you don't do any boxes, we will not contact you. We will, we will leave you alone. If you click any other boxes on that, uh, on, that, on that card, we will contact you and see if there's anything we can do to help you, uh, help you uh, uh, come alive and figure out what it means to follow Jesus. So before you head out, let me just remind you, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. God bless you guys. So great to see you. Have a great Easter. We'll see you next time.